Mo'at katan dafir hai. The last thing we were discussing was taking haircut and cutting nails on hol ha'mo'ed. And we last said that Shmuel said halachaz like Rabbi Yossi that an avail and the person during hol ha'mo'ed is allowed to cut his nails. And with that we are starting Yerchet Amud Aleph, second line in the last word on the line which says Pinhas. So Pinhas Ahua de Mor Shmuel Pinhas, the brother of Shmuel Itra Milta. Had uh, had a avelut, and Al Shmuel and Shmuel went up either to comfort him or he went to ask him a question. And the Hazan Havun he saw that Pinhas had long nails on my list. So Shmuel told him, Why don't you cut your nails on my list? So Pinhas told Shmuel, if you would have had an avidut like this, would you also be very lenient with cutting the nails? And Havakish Shalit, it became like a mistake coming out of a person in control, meaning uh, uh, he said something and and ended up happening with Shmuel that someone in the family of Shmuel passed away. So then Al Pinhas so Pinhas went to comfort him during his Abelut, he went to Peshiva call and checked Shmuel to cut off his nails and threw it on Pinhas's face. And as she says later on, he picked it up and moved it because the person who throws it is a shot, as we'll explain later. Amar le, bottom line is, Shmuel told the Pinchas, Don't you have this concept that there's a covenant with the lips, meaning watch what you say. Uh, sometimes you say something and end up happening. Be careful. How do we know that there's a covenant with the lips that some, that Hashem will answer what the, what the person says sometimes? And he said, ended up happening. There was a help from heaven. That they both came back. So you see, you have to be careful what you say. So they understood from this whole sugya in the Bet Midrash that Dafka you gotta cut your the, the nails on your hand but not on the feet. So I learned it from Shmuel. Doesn't make a difference hand or feet. Both Asur. But to use a nail clipper or a nail cutter, that's Asur. And Tosafot brings in the name of the Bahag that cutting nails with a keli, with a nail clipper, is only asur during shiva. But after shiva, we hold that could be a seed that it's not a problem and it would be mutar. Because if you hold that could be he completely compares it to shaving and it should be asur all shloshim. So that's why Tosafot holds like Bahag, which only prohibits the nail clipper during Shiva. And Amar of Sheman Barabah, Vakaimna Kamed, Rabbi Hanan Bimidashaz, in front of Rabbi Hanan and the Bet Midrash, Beholoshil Moed, Vishaklinum to Frebishina, and he cut his nails with his teeth, Vizakin, and he threw it on the floor, and Shmami Natilat, and I learned three halachot about nails. Shmami Nam, Mutadi Totsiporam, Beholoshil Moed. I understood that you're allowed to cut nails on Holam Moed. And Tosfot points out the fact that he only did it with his uh, teeth. Sounds like he argues on both Amoraim, and he's more Mahmir, only teeth. And Shmami Na number three, and Bahem Mishu Mi'us. Throwing teeth on the floor, it's not like spitting where it makes someone disgusting. You're not allowed to disgust someone, you're allowed to do something disgusting in front of someone. 
This is not one of them. And number four, and I see that you're allowed to throw them. Now, like my asks, Inya, are you really allowed to throw nails? Then we learn three things when it comes to teeth. Anyone who buries them in the ground is a Sadiq. Sorfan, if you burn them, Hasid. Zorkan, if you throw it on the floor, Rasha. Why? Tamamai, what's the reason? A woman who's pregnant is going to walk on top of them and uh, she's uh, going to lose her baby. She's going to have a miscarriage. Sakamah so says, yeah, but the reason he did it in the Bet Midrash because there's no woman in the Bet Midrash. And if you want to say that sometimes they sweep it out of the Bet Midrash and they throw it outside and maybe over there women would walk on it. No, and once it switched spots, then it doesn't damage. And I'm out of you a couple came from Hamtan in front of Rabbi. And Rav was not involved in the mix. Either way, they asked him the halacha about uh, nails during the Avelutes. And he was lenient. And if they would ask them about the mustache hair, he would have been matir also. And there's a machloket of Hirashi and Tosfot. Rashi says, he would have been material like a about uh, shaving with maybe a razor or too close to the face. And Rishonim don't like that answer. And Tosfot explains we're talking about Avelut. He would have allowed them to cut their mustaches during Avelut. They also asked them about the mustache and he allowed it. Anamar Avitul Safra Rav Papa Safa Mizavit Lezavit. When he was matir, he was matir the upper lip from one corner uh, to the other corner, meaning the entire mustache area. And again, we're only talking about hair that bothers you when you're eating. That you're allowed to cut during evil days because it's disgusting. But the hair that wasn't bothering the food, then he wasn't matir. And He is very uh, spoiled in that sense where any hair on top of his lip would bother him. So here we have another Abitul Safra saying, During Moshe's time, he was who Ama, he was only an Ama tall, he had a beard that was an Ama long, and his Ama itself was an Ama and a Zeret long, meaning he was a very weird, disgusting person. It, it's exactly what the Pasuk says, that the lowest of the lowest Hashem puts on a people. Be'amar abitul safra mishemed rav papa, pa'osh haya bimeh Moshe, the pa'odr Moshe days, amgushi haya. Either he was a witch, a sorcerer, or he was a person who always did avodah zarah against Hashem. Shemar hine yotzeh hamayma. So he's going out to the water, either to do witchcraft or either to show that he's a god. The following do laundry on Holmoed, Habamim Dinatayam, person who comes from overseas, Amarabaseh, Amarabi Hanan, Mishe Enlo Ela Haluk Ehad, if a person only has one suit, one clothing, Mutalecha Besobe Holosha Moed is allowed to do laundry on Holha Moed. Mativ Rabim Yar, Rabim has a problem, Rabbi Hanan just said, Elo Mechabsin Moed, Habam Dinatayam. We learned in the Mishnah that only the following people could do laundry on Holomoyed. Hanein, Tafka, these people, Mishael, Ella, Haluke, Hadlo, the person with the one suit, is not allowed to. 
meaning even if it's a disgusting, whatever the case, Hachamim said no. So Amar the Rabbi Yaakov, the Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yaakov explained to Rabbi Yirmiya, as Beralach, let me explain to you why it's not a contradiction. Matnitin, our Mishnah, Afagavdit, Letere, Umtanfe, even the person has two suits and they're dirty. If he's coming from overseas, he's allowed to do laundry. Um, but we weren't talking about the person with the one suit. The person with the one suit and it's dirty, he's allowed to do laundry. And Shalach Ravitz Hakwa Yaakov, Bargi, Remishemid, Rebuchanan, Kalep Ishtan, linen clothing, there's not a lot of work uh, that needs to be done when doing laundry. Mutalecha Besan, Behulosh, Moed, you'll do laundry on it on Hulosh, Moed. Mati Rabba, Rabba has a question. It says, Mitpehota Yadaim, hand towels, Mitpehota Saparim, the handkerchiefs or that blanket of the of the barber. You're allowed to do laundry on the manhola Moed, Hane in, Dafka, these things. However, Kalep Ishtan, Loba, linen things, no. So Amar le Abaye Abaye explained them matnitin afilu dishmine ar mishnah which allowed dafka handkerchiefs hand towels is even if it's other material. However, linen which is so easy to wash, there was no isur. And Amar bar hedia ledidi hazili amashal tevaya de mapeke la meshikla de mane kitana behula de moada. Bar hedia said, I saw. The Tiberia see the Kineret that it was coming out with these these different uh, jars and different jugs that were full of linen on Holomide, meaning people were doing laundry in the Kineret on Holomide. So you see, it's allowed. Matkifla I said, that's not a proof. Who said they did it with permission for Hachamim? Maybe they did it against the Hachamim's will. So you have no proof. Next Mishnah, the following you're allowed to write on Holomoid, and you don't have to wait till after Holomoid, and the reason with all of these, because there's a loss that might happen. And the Rishonim go one by one, and I'm just going to explain it outside. Kiddushin Hashim, a person is allowed to write a, a contract of a Kiddushin, if he's Mekadesh, a woman with a star, because someone else might uh, get engaged to her first. Vegitin, and of course you're allowed to write a get. Why? Because the man might run away, and if you could get him now, let's get him, let's get it over with so she's on Aguna. Veshovarin, receipts. Uh, you have to this way to, to know that the guy paid back his uh, loan. Uh, this way, uh, you know, if you, either way, either man might not pay, or uh, the, the he might not. He'll, the other person might tell him you never paid back. Therefore, you're allowed to write a receipt. Daiteke. It's if a person who's uh, death bound and he's writing a will, you're allowed to write that down just in case the guy dies and then we don't know what he said. Matana. Same thing with a document of a gift. People might forget, people might lose things, so therefore write it down. Prosbolin, a prosbol that you're supposed to write at the end of the Shemitah year. Why? Because it could be this person won't be able to write it, and then uh, the Shemitah year will pass and he'll lose his loan. Igorot, a shum, a document that values the property of a father before they give it out to the children as inheritance. This way they know who got what, and this way they have to write it down in case things get forgotten. Vigorot, mazon. If a woman passed away, another man wants to marry her, and he accepts upon himself to feed her daughter, it has to be written down, that's allowed. Shtare halitza, if a halitza was being done, there has to be a contract or a document that's written, you're allowed to write that. Ume'unin, ame'unim, a young girl whose father passed away, her brother and mother married her off, 
she always has the option to back out and say, I don't want to be married as long as she's a katana. So if she's allowed to be mema'en on Holomoid and write this contract down because if we wait after Holomoid, maybe, maybe she'll all of a sudden grow up and she, and she will need a real divorce and Mi'on won't work anymore. Shtare Birurim, Betin, who split up a land and they said, this brother gets this, this brother gets that, and they want to just give the psak out. They have, they're allowed to write down who gets what. That's why it doesn't get lost later. Gezerot betin, the piske betin, this way nobody forgets. Ve'igrot shelereshut, and the document saying what the government wants from a person, a person is allowed to write that down, so this way he gets it done and he doesn't forget or he doesn't do it the wrong way. All these are davar aved, and therefore you're allowed to do it. Anamar Shmuel, mutal dares isha becholoshel moed. Shmuel explained that you are allowed to get engaged in cholam moed. Shemei kademenu aher, because maybe someone else would get engaged to her first. Therefore, it's davar aved. And lema meseal. It sounds like the our Mishnah helps Shmuel because we learned ve'elu kotbin b'moed kedushin Hashem. The first thing is kedushin Hashem helps Shmuel. My love, Shtare, Kiddushin, Mamash, aren't we actually talking about the, the document of a Kiddushin? So he could marry her on the Moed? The Gemara says, Lo, maybe it's Shtare Psikta. Maybe when we said Kodvin Kiddushin Nashim, maybe it means the document that just says how much each family has to give. Meaning the, the Kiddushin was done before Hamoid. Now let's just sit down to talk. You give this, you give that, but not the actual Kiddushin. They got up, they did Kiddushin, they're Kone, even though they didn't do any actual Kinyan with picking up anything, it's Kone, why? Because these are things that are done just by talking. And the idea is there is a Hana'ah that each side is getting, that there is a wedding being done, and that's the Hana'ah, that's the Simha. So, so let's say the following Mishnah helps Shmuel. Now I get married in Holomarit, not single women, not the widows. And you don't do Yibum either because it's Simha. Remember, we discussed in Ma'amavin Simha, Simha. This was a Sugiyah and Dafhet before. But to get engaged, Shareh, sounds like you're allowed. So Mark explains, no, maybe Lomi Baya Kamar, maybe it's not just Lomi Baya Le'ares, maybe not not just Asur to get engaged, the Lokavid Mitzvah, you didn't do any Mitzvah by getting engaged, meaning the Irusin is only the first part of a Mitzvah, it's not a complete Mitzvah. Ela Afilu Lisani Nami, even to get actually married, the Kavid Mitzvah, you're for sure doing a Mitzvah, but you have a Rivya, etc. Asur, still it's Asur. And Tashem, Adetana de Beshmuel, me arsin avalokonsin, you'll all get engaged in Holomoid, but don't get married. Venosin, Saudat, Irusin, don't even make a Saudat for the Irusin. Velo me abmin, you don't do Yibum, Ipneshisim hahilo, Shmamina, you see that you're allowed to get engaged on the holiday. So the Gemara says, Umi Amashmuel, did Shmuel really say you're allowed to get engaged on the holiday? Because Shemeka the men wahir, because someone else might uh, get engaged to her first. Every single day, bat kol yotzed v'omet. A bat kol comes out and says, bat peloni liploni. The daughter of this person goes to this person. Sedeploni liploni. This field will go to this person. And if everyone's actually goes to him from the shamayim, it's already set ma shamayim. 
then we should have the emunah and bitachon, and uh, we don't have to get engaged on the holiday, knowing that you will get what is rightfully yours after the holiday. Ela, the Gemara explains, because someone else can pray and break that gezerah from the shamayim that bat ploni ploni, he can break it with his tefillah and then marry her instead. And there's different ways to explain this sugya. Very kedai to look into the rishonim and haronim and the darshanim. He heard this person praying. I want to marry this woman. Don't pray like that. Why? Because okay. If she's really ra'ui for you to marry, then she's not running away. You'll get it. And if she's not ra'ui to you, then you're going to get takfira to Hashem because you're going to say that the tefillot don't work. Afterwards, Rabbi heard this person saying, Or she should die first, or I should die first, but I can't see her marrying someone else. I didn't I tell you not to pray that way? We have a pasuk from the Torah, Nevi'im, Ketuvim, Hashem, Isha, Le'ish, that a woman is to a man from Hashem. Mina Torah dikhtiv, ayan, lavam to evamrum, Hashem yatsaha davar, that Rivka is rawi for its heart. Mina Nevi'im dikhtiv, it says by Shimshon, that Vivimo, Lord, Okim, Hashem, he is from Hashem that he's supposed to marry this woman. Mina Ketuvim dikhtiv, by the Hon, Halat Avot. The uh, a house, a treasure, it comes from the parents. And from Hashem comes a good wife. And once we're on that rabbi, and some say it's um, No one is suspected of an avera, unless he actually did it. And if he didn't do it in Avera, he did a little bit of it. If he didn't even do a little bit, he was thinking of doing it. And if he wasn't thinking in his head to do it, then so he saw other people doing it and he was happy. So, but Rabbi Yaakov has a problem. It says, Bnei Israel suspected Hashem of things he didn't do. Now, we can say Hashem did it, or Hashem taught it. So they didn't really suspect Hashem. They uh, they just said those words to just make Hashem angry. They were jealous of Moshe and Aharon. Everyone warned his wife of Moshe Rabenu. Uh, don't be with Moshe. Don't be with Moshe. The Gemara explains, "Hata mishum sinahu davod." Over there, they didn't really suspect him. They just hated him. And Tashema Amar Biosi he halki amish hashdin otov bedavar veenbo. Biosi says, "I wish I could be part of those who are suspected of something, and and, and nothing ends up happening because all his averot get forgiven." The Amar of Papa Ledidi Hashdun Papa said people suspected me of an Avera and didn't have it Lakashia. So the Gemara explains Ha Bekala de Pasik. If it's a rumor that stops, then okay, then there's no problem. 
But what Rabbi Reuven was talking about before was a rumor that's not stopping. So what's a rumor or voice that is not stopping? How long does it have to go for? So Amar Abaye, Amar Abaye, my mother said, The people who usually say we suspect in the city, it's usually a day and a half of rumors. That's if it didn't stop in the middle of the day. But if things stop in the middle of the day, then there's no problem. And again, when we said it stopped in the day, that's if it didn't stop because people were scared to talk. But if people stop talking about it, even for a short while, because they're scared to talk, maybe someone threatened, maybe someone said something, uh, then uh, that's not considered stopping. Again, and this is only if it didn't uh, spring out again, meaning people didn't start talking again. About Hadanavat, lo. But uh, if it's if people start talking again, then it for sure means something's going on. Velo amaran le oivim, and all this is if he doesn't have enemies. Aval itle oivim, but if he has enemies, then we could always say oivim hu that his enemies are just coming out with these rumors. And it could very well be that there is no problem. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.